This is Arya Sitchin. We're learning page Pehe of the Kutitara Midbar of the Alta Rebbe. Starting on the bottom of Pei Dalid side four, the Mimer starts with the words, Bashama Avia es Nidra, her father will hear her vow. And of course, he can annul it. So the Alta Rebbe says we have to understand the idea of the Dikduke Sofrim, the specific halachas that are Midrabana. The whole Gemara. Nearly the whole Gemara is full of halachas and chumras, stringencies, that Chazal were stringent and added many fences to the written Torah. So this can be understood based on what Chazal miyayin, that your beloved is more precious than wine, is better than wine. The Jewish people say Tashem, the Gemara says this means, the Jewish people say Tashem. The words of the Sofrim, who are called your beloved, are more precious to me, sweeter to me, than than the wine of the Torah. The wine of the Torah is referring to the inner aspects of the Torah, the secrets of the Torah. Like it says, wine brings out secrets. Nevertheless, the words of the sages are more precious sweeter for the Jewish people than those secrets of the Torah. All of the fences that Chazal uh, make and all of the paths of Musr, of proper behavior, that are in the Agadatan and Pirkei Ovas, they all come from great love that Hashem has for us. Like it says, I have to Hashem, I love you. For example, a person out of his great love for his son is very specific with him and adds many levels of guarding and many fences, as much as possible, to make sure that the sun is clean in every single way. So too he wants very much that the sun should find grace and should be wise, very much so. For example, if you have a very precious diamond, the more precious it is, the more carefully you guard it in a keli within a keli. So too, because of Hashem's great love for us, He is strict and He is specific with the words of the Seifrim, by giving us the concept of Dinam Dirabanan and telling us to listen to the Chachamim, telling them to make fences for the Torah, and so on. So these are the words of the Torah that come from the great love. And these fences are to bring us merit, so that it should be good for us, so that, so that we should be clean in front of Hashem. Now the time of the Beis Amigdash, generally, it was sufficient to have the Doiraisa Dinam, because we were nemon with Hashem, we were faithful to Hashem. And the strong ropes of our love did not pull us towards physical pleasures. And it was easy for the love of Hashem to be affixed in our hearts. Then we should have his slavos. We should have excitement for serving Hashem in his Torah, even without bringing out a great love for that, specifically working for that. But generation after generation, when the hearts became minimized, and the perfection in serving Hashem is not complete in terms of having love with a flaming fire for Hashem, instead we have become burnt with foreign fires, with love and pleasures for bodily things. So much so has this gotten powerful that we cannot serve Hashem with love 
without receiving it from the Avaraba through the specifications of the Chacham and the strictnesses that we have with all the details, both in the terms of turning from bad, like all of the Fumus of the Gemara and the Poiskim, and both in the terms of doing good as far as the words of Musr that are in the Agarita and in Pirkei Avas, to have a good eye, to see one's friend with a good eye, not to think anything bad about somebody in one's heart, to have a good heart, a good friend, and so on. This is similar to what it says in the Gemara, as far as the Malachim asking Hashem, how does he show favor to the Jewish people? And Hashem answers, because we are medactic to bench even on Akazayas, that's why he shows us favor. So we see when we are more machmir, then it says in the Torah, that brings us the favor of Hashem, which is related to the Avarabba that's beyond Heshtashalus. And that this reaches us in a way of Hashem Yagiyah Chashki, Hashem brightening our darkness. This is what the Pasuk says, The father hears the vow, and the father removes the vow. The father has the power to remove the vow. Because of the great love of the father, he removes a vow. What's a vow? A vow is a prohibition. An iser. Iser also means to be bound up. This is referring to the fact that the Knesset the Jewish people are bound up in these physical desires and needs. And a person who is tied up, who is in jail, so to speak, cannot let himself out, except for by having Avarabah, and that's the concept of Aviha, the father. And uh, to explain further, there are some parentheses that the Isurin are referring to the connections, and that's because of the weakness of the Neshama, does not have the power to break out of its sheath and its imprisonment. In the corporality of the body in the Nefesh of Bahamas, but through the Torah, we have the strength to be able to nullify ourselves, free ourselves from these binds that hold us down, and this helps us elevate ourselves. This also has to do with Hafaris Nadarim on Yom Kippur, that through the truth of Yom Kippur, we have the ability to be Mayfair, the Nadarim, which are con- these connections to physicality and to help us reveal the Avarabha in our souls. So this is the concept of the Dharm Syag Leprecious. We need a vow to help us stay away from things that could draw us down. But in order to transform the darkness to light, for this we need a deeper revelation. It's not enough to have Bina, but we have to have Chachma. This is another interpretation that Rebbe is bringing for the father annulling the, the vow. Again, the previous interpretation was that the father represents the Avarabba, which helps us annul the connections to physicality. And now in the parentheses, Alter was saying that it could also mean the revelation of Chachma Ilah, which is the bittel, the nullification of Hashem that's beyond comprehension. And then instead of needing to make a vow to separate ourselves from physicality, we can annul that vow because we can transform the darkness to light and therefore we don't have that pull towards the physicality anymore. This also relates to the beginning of the parasha, that it's through the concept of the revelation of Moshe, who was speaking those words, and we can speak the words of Moshe as well when we learn, this gives us the ability to overcome the need to make a vow. 
Also, like we said, that the Avaraba overturns the connections to this physical world that we became enmeshed in. And that's the concept of Rashi Hamatois, and that represents Ava Rabba, which we spoke about in the earlier mimer. The Mata is the Mida, and the Roshe Hamatois is the Rotsen Ha'elyon, and these help us overcome the vows. So that was that short mimer. Now we start another mimer. The eyes of Koil, of everybody, turns towards Hashem. So it says in the Pasuk, we read it on Friday night, and it's at the end of Mishlei, her husband is known in the gates. The Zoya says, according to what he estimates in his heart. It also says there that Sha'arim is from the word gates, let the gates open themselves. And these are the gates of the supernal gates. These are the gates of Bina. Now, what does this have to do with Meshar Belibai, these two Pshatim in the Pasuk? What does the Sharad Bina have to do with what we estimate and have a shear of, a measure of in our heart? What does that mean? So we know that there's the concept of the heart understanding. And the Medrash says that the heart can see, like it says, the heart can hear, like it says, when a Sadalab Lev Shamea. The heart can speak, and so on. We also have the concept of lev toiv, like it says in Perkeyalas. We have bina liba, like we say in Pasach and in Tikkun Zoyar. Maven, the heart understands. What does this mean when a person thinks about the infinite light of Hashem, how he surrounds the world and is in the worlds, when it's still in his intellectual brain, and it does not shine into the heart, for the heart to feel it, that is called mayach bina, but it's not shari bina. Shari Bina is when the light opens up and shines into the heart. Then it's called Shari Bina, like a gate that opens so that something can come out. So too, the light of understanding comes from the brain and is grasped in the heart so that the heart can understand that comprehension. About this, it says, Shema Yisrael, understand in your heart. This is the meaning of what it says in the Zohar, according to every person, how they measure it in their heart. Meaning to say how they understand the intellectual comprehension of their brain about that's how it reaches their heart. That's why it's called Nun Sha'aribina, because it's the way this comprehension comes out of the brain into the heart, just like a gate that is opened. This is related, the Alter says in the parentheses, to Usfat and Lochem, where we know that there are 50 um, um, days between the second day of Pesach and Shavuos, but we only count 49 of them. And these correspond to the seven supernal midas, each of the seven including include the other seven within themselves, all of the seven, excuse me, within themselves, for a total of 49. And this is because the midas are in the heart, and by bringing the comprehension into the heart, so we have the concept of the 49 gates corresponding to these 49 aspects of the Midos. And I'll have explains what the 50th is in a moment. And this is Kol the Gematria Nun. We started the Mimer with the eyes of all turn to you. 
Choyl is the gematria of Nun, and that's in front of the uh, Nun Shai Bina, the, tw- the 50 gates of Bina. And this is the meaning of Ene Koil, that the Jewish people, who are called Koil, corresponding to the 50 gates that we have in our hearts, all of those gates, so to speak, turn to you. And the concept of Ene, the Alpha says in parentheses, is the concept of the Lev Roya, and that's the Hamshacha from the brain into the heart. Re'iya is actually the concept of Chachma, because seeing is associated with Chachma and hearing is associated with Bina, and that is referring to the 50th gate, which connects the Chachma and the Bina. So we said before the 49 are the 7 times 7, and then the 50th is the Chachma, the way it comes into the Bina. Altever relates this, or maybe this is the Tzemach Tzedek's note, I'm not sure, to the teaching of the Magid about the Chazei HaTnufa, the chest which is lifted up. He says that Chazei relates to Chachma, because Chazei means to see, and that means that the Chachma reaches up until the chest. Lower than that is already considered the Yarchim, which are the feet, and the Chachma does not reach until there. So this is an external aspect of Chachma. That's why it's called Chaza, which is the translation of Re'iyah. So Re'iyah is the higher level Chachma, and Chaza is the lower level Chachma as it comes into the heart or the chest, which is the Chaza. Okay, so this is all in a Choyl. However, sometimes the Jewish people are not called Choyl, but Kala, with a hay. Because Al-Terba says there's a concept of an Arusa and a Nesua, a woman who's betrothed, and then a woman who's married. Before she's married, she's not yet fit for intimacy with her husband. She's called an Arusa. Whereas in the Nesua, after she's had the Chuppah, then she is fit to be with her husband. Then she's called Nesua, and she is called a Kala. To explain this in terms of our serving Hashem and davening, we know that when the Hezbonenos comes into the heart, it's called a shar, like we said before, a gate, according to the estimation and the measure of the heart. However, it could be that even if it reaches the heart somewhat, it does not get absorbed in the depth of his heart. Like it says, I seek you with my entire heart. Meaning to say when it's absorbed, then it's called the entire heart. That means that the, all the 50 gates of Bina enter into the Nekuda Salev, the very central point of the heart. But if it does not get absorbed, then it's only external, then it's called coil without a hay. When it's absorbed, then it's called a kala with a hay. Hay shows an pnimius alev that receives from the nefesh of Bahamas, like the um, female who accepts the drop from the male, which is why she's called nesua. And in terms of our Avedis Hashem, that's referring to a person who absorbs the light of Hashem into his brain and into the very depth of his heart to the extent that it's considered Yichud and Zivu, completely unified with Hashem. Not so in Arusa is before that connection, and such a person is called Koil as opposed to Kala. This is why it says Noida Basha'orim Baila. Noida is from the same word as. Uh, yichud, like it says, Adam Yoda, like it says, you should feel it, you should feel it all the way into your heart, and that's that Hashem is known in our hearts, in the depths of our hearts, in a manner of nisuin, full marriage, not just betrothal. However, the Alter says this absorption in terms of the relationship of husband and wife 
only happens after the chuppah. The chuppah is the or makif, the surrounding light that shines in the chassad and kala, which enables them to be connected. And this is referring to the ratzen elyon that comes in the person's heart, which enables him to absorb the heart, the, the light that comes from Hashem. And in terms of the Knesset Yisrael, the source of the Jewish Shamas, this is the Makif Elyon, which is called Chuppah, in order to enable the Yichud and the Zivuk. At that time, Knesset Yisrael is called a Kala with a Hay. Altev explains in parentheses that there are many levels of his Boyninus. Sometimes we think and the heart accepts this love. And sometimes we think and the heart is, so to speak, too small. And if the heart would try to accept it, the heart would simply expire. And sometimes a person's brain cannot even fully absorb it. And this is the concept of tefillah belacha shavachashoi, which represents the person who is so nullified to Hashem that he cannot even fully absorb that revelation. And this his boinonos, which is beyond a person, which he has an awareness of, but he does not fully integrate, it's beyond his comprehension, that's the concept of makif. So the awareness of Hashem in a way that's beyond comprehension, just that feeling and that awareness is what sets us up and enables us to fully absorb the understanding of Hashem in the depths of our heart. Okay, back to the mimer itself. Meaning to say, the, heart, the eyes of coil look towards Hashem. Meaning to say, even before we're a kala, even before we absorb it completely, then it's still coil. We still have the ene coil elache saber yearning to Hashem, even though we're at a distance. Like a betrothed woman has towards her future husband, or she's already he's already her husband, but not yet a married husband, just a betrothed husband. So that's a yearning. After the chuppah, that's the time of the yichud and the zivug, and then the light is, so to speak, absorbed in a way of the kala, and then she is a married woman. And that's the continuation of the Pasuk. So it starts with the yearning to come to Hashem. And then they reach, the Jewish people in Hashem, reach, we reach the concept of achlam. Achlam is referring to the zivug, to the full unity. Like it says, I ate. And that's referring to the situation of the Kala. And this is when the Or Elyon comes and is absorbed in the heart. And then we are called the Kala, like we said before. This Hamshachas Mad, this coming down of the revelation from Hashem is called achlam, food, something we absorbed, like a person who eats food and absorbs it. We also have the concept of eating, referring to relationship in the Pasuk, achlam machsa piha. Now, why does it say, instead of achlam be'itam, in the plural? The reason for that is that be'itam is talking about the ratzon elyon, the time that Hashem has a desire to be mashpia from his revelation to us. This Hamshachas Mad, this coming down of Hashem's revelation, is really dependent on a Susa on awakening from above. And it's not really something we can control. And that's why it's in his time. It's the Ratzon Elyon. For example, on Shabbos, 
Einan Yontif. And this is what we allude to in Kiddush Avlan when we say, And this is referring to the Chok and the Zman, which is the set time that these revelations happen. So, this is the meaning of So we said at the time of Hashem and the Yisraelim, what is Ve'ata? This is the Hamshacha of Chachma, because Ata is referring to the 22 letters Aleph through Tav coming into the Heitata, which is Malchus. The Vav of Ata is referring to the way this comes down, because Vav starts with a Yud and then it comes down in a small line. Is that you give us this Hamshachas Mad through the 22 letters of the Torah into Knesset Yisrael to the Jewish people in your time, in the time of Ratz and Elyon, and this is the concept of the Chuppah that prepares for the Yichud. And then we say, Yodecha is the same words as Migdash Hashem, Hashem prepares a base of Migdash. And Hashem also prepares the hands to make ourselves into a Migdash. A person has to be a base kibble. He has to be able to accept this revelation that comes from Hashem, which is called Mad, Mayam Duchren, and it's just called Achlam. Before a woman gets married, she's called a Basula. And the Basula is closed, so to speak. And this is referring to a person whose heart is closed like a Basula. And that's why we need the concept of Be'er Chafaru Asorim, the concept of, of digging a well. And this is the idea of Paseh Yadecha, that Hashem opens His hands from above to dig into us, so to speak, to prepare our hearts, to make them into a fitting Be'er, a well, to receive the revelation that's called Achlam. This is the same concept as of Migdash, Adnai Kodnenu Yadecha, that Hashem makes the base of Migdash. What's the base of Migdash? The Apostle says, not in it, but in them. It's referring to our hearts. Like it says in the Gemara, that Hashem only has in this world the promise of Allah, which is the revelation of Hashem's Chachma and Ratzon. And it's called Amshachas Mad, and that's the Chachma Ila'a. And that's revealed in our hearts, Hashem, with His hands, so to speak, with His revelations, prepares our hearts to be a base of Mignesh for Himself. But a person has to be a clean kibble for this, like we said. He has to be fit for this revelation. It has to be, we yearn for Hashem with all our hearts. And then we are called a kala. And then, by our making this preparation, then Hashem, with His hands, so to speak, with His revelations, helps prepare us for this. Yodech is also the word, same word as Yudin. Because the Yud represents the beginning of the re- revelation, and the opening of the Yud refers to how the Yud becomes a Vav, and the Ratz and the Elyon comes down to us, so that it helps us create a Keli in our hearts for Hashem. Similarly to this, it says, that a woman only has a, a certain level of love, called a Bris, uh, to the husband that made her into a Keli, that made her fit for the relationship. 
And this is the same thing that Hashem, so to speak, makes us fit for the relationship. We have to start with the yearning, like we said before, but then Hashem helps that we become fit for the relationship. And then it says, What does that mean? Kol chai is the concept of yisoid of nukva that receives from the yisoid of dukhra. And that's why it's called kol chai because it receives from the 18 oilamais. I'm not sure Kabbalistically exactly how that works, but that's what Alterba says. After this absorption, then it's masbia, then it's satisfied. It's the opposite of yearning. Yearning is when a person is distant. A person desires something he doesn't have. Like the woman who desires her betrothed husband, not yet married to him. But after the yichud, when there is that deep connection, so then they're in a state of satisfaction with each other, and there does not have to be that shuka, that yearning anymore. It's a state of um, pleasure, so to speak, because of the yichud, just more constant pleasure. We said in a previous mimer, it's like reim as opposed to doidim, friends who are in a constant state of pleasure, as opposed to doidim, which is translated as lovers, who have ups and downs, so to speak. So with this, we'll understand the concept of Isha Kisira Nadala Hashem, that a woman has different ways of annulling her vow, if she's in her father's house, if she's a betrothed woman, if she's a fully married woman, and the concept of uh, annulling vows in terms of ourselves and our relationship with Hashem, whether we're like a young person, like a betrothed relationship with Hashem, fully married with Hashem, this was explained in the previous Maimon, Alter alludes to it here at the end of this Maimon. So that concludes the Maimon and pretty much brings us to the end of page Hey Hey.